Good evening, social media, and thank you for joining us again. We're going to start a new series on tonight. Um, we're talking about how to love difficult people. Okay, uh, <laughs> how to love difficult people, and so we're going we're going to fasten our seatbelts on this one. If you really want to know, ask my yeah. wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how to love difficult people. And so we're going, I'm going to start this off, but the, the subtitle now, it says, and for those who buy stuff, know where we're going. It says, the greatest of these. That's the subtitle, the greatest of these. And so those who in the battle, we know where we're going with this. So, but I'm going to read, well, I'm going to read. First Corinthians chapter 13. That's the foundational verse. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. But then we're going to go back and we're going to just read that whole chapter. But I just want to, because it says here what I'm reading from a new living. It says three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. It said, but the greatest of these is love. All right, so I'm going to read from my outline here. It says, at one time or another, all of us deal with certain people and relationships that add stress and make our lives difficult. But how we respond in these situations can make all of the difference. We can choose to truly love people. He said, when we truly um, choose to love people, it leads to change and breakthrough. And not only our lives, but the lives of those around us. Okay, so we know that when it comes to difficult people, everybody got a story. You may have got somebody in your life right now or somebody on your job, your family, somewhere that's difficult to love. And so this is something that God has called us to do. So the question is, how do we do it? How do we do it? And so we're going to go to, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Okay. And Julius, Julius, Julius he said, you're going to read for me. So right. we're going to do that. All right. <clears throat> what translation you want? Uh, let's do it from a New Living Translation. All right. All right. Chapter 13, verse 1, 1 Corinthians. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a nosy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrifice my body. I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Verse four, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hope, hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. 
Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grow up, I put away childish things. Now we see things impartially, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Okay, so let's go back to verse four. And he probably really, he really defines it there. He says, okay, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He really gives the, I like the, the adjectives of this is the type of love that we're supposed to be walking in. Does not demand its own way. Okay, now I know I'm guilty of that. Want my own way. Yeah, me too. It's not irritable. It doesn't keep a record of no wrong. It does not rejoice in, in, in injustice, but rejoices in the truth. But I, but it, when I got down to verse seven, I was like, okay, let me. Notice it said, love never gives up. It never um, loses faith. It is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. And I was like, okay, so we're talking about how I love difficult people, and it says, talking about not giving. I want to read it from the King James because I got it here. It says love from the King James. It says, but rejoice is starting from verse six here. It says, but rejoice in the truth, bears all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. And when I read that, I was like, okay. It means this kind of love never gives up. Now, I'm going to read from because Andrew's commentary. This is what he says about verse 7. And he says, God's kind of love bears all things. Those who say they've never, they've never born all of these can bear simply, can bear are simply saying that they haven't yet drawn on God's kind of love. So if you're saying, he's saying, if you're saying you can't bear, you're not drawn on God's love. So what do y'all think about that statement? Yes, he's it's just true. saying to say, I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And there it is. And the love right here, love bears. <clears throat> because it's not our love. Right. It's his love. It's supernatural love. It's not yeah, human love. love like that. Right. Love that. But then it says human love has limits. Mm-hmm. But God's kind of love has no limits. Mm-hmm. They don't have any limits to it. So when we are walking and if we have a type of love that has limits, then it's not the type of love that God called us to do. When we see people the way God sees them, 
you know, choose to let him, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, that's when it, like I said, bears off the leaves of some doors off things. That um, song that Joy, at the end of, you know, for David, it was the company that played uh, you know, David. It has that one part in there on the third part. It's um, help me to love like you love. Mm-hmm. Everlasting love. It's, you know, God, it's like, Lord, help me to love like you love. And I said, every time I get into that, I just, I listen to that and I go, that's what I ask. I go, I need to love like you love. And that's a, that's a good thing. But it's sometimes hard to, to keep, but it's still, it's good asking you. I just mm-hmm. love what it said, David. It's like, help me to love like you love. Because here's the so question. Really and the question is, you know, we asked, you know, what is love? What is it? It's not a feeling. God is love. Right. And it's true. It's not, it's not a feeling. It's a choice. It's a choice. choice. I, I don't think anybody can walk in it. I've, I've had it happen a few times where I was in like a supernatural situation. One time I was a manager of a place and the lady was, she had gone through a couple of people already and they couldn't handle her. So they called me. Said, you need to talk to this woman. She's out of control. And I went up there and she was just cussing and carrying on and calling your family names. I mean, everything you can think of. And, I, and, and an anointing came on me and I was just quiet and listening and shaking my head. And, she, and finally she stamped her foot and said, this isn't any good. I'm not affecting you. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That is weird. But that was, a, that was like an anointing that came on because that's not normal. My normal personality is to go back after him. That yes, didn't happen. Yes. And I thought, this 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 is like the rest of the stuff. This this is God's gotta put that anointing on you and you gotta be expecting it and looking for it. But it's in you. It's a gift. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I've out. seen it working me a couple times, but for the most part it, it, it it's not you just it's not choose automatic. To draw on it. It's not automatic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a choice. <laughs> that, that, that demon that was in that woman was 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 shocked. Like, yeah. what is going on? I'm supposed to be pulling something out of you. Expecting you know, a reaction. Julie, you know how I do road, road rage? I used to when I was younger. Yeah. I'd lick my finger, I'd put a crosshair on the windshield, and I'd get my <laughs> buttons, and I'd line myself up with that car and machine gun them in my mind. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, rat, rat, rat. That killed the driver. Okay. The car off I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about you anymore. <laughs> That's very smart. I'll just vent my, my frustrations. <laughs> I really. So reading from out loud, it says, we, we often try to comfort those who are in difficult situations by telling them you, you can only take with so much. After all, you're only human. However, the truth is that as born-again Christians, we are not only human. As Terry said, we are supernatural. God's kind of love in us, and we can bear all things. And I have to assume that that anointing I had when that lady was pushing my buttons, that that, that would come on you if you expected it to. If you expected the Holy Spirit to be with you mm-hmm. and all that stuff, I think you can walk in it. But I don't walk in I don't walk in all of it now. I'd like to, but no. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Expect, I, need, I need to do some more expectations. Because, <laughs> yeah, because when you're dealing with you know difficult people, I, I need an anointing. Yeah, to to cover me like that yeah. because I I want you know you 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 start talking all this type of stuff and I want to get back with you, right? So that's definitely something that kind of to think about just having the expectation for the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself through us when we in those moments. So yeah, that's definitely something to take with you. 
we heard uh, Barry Bennett teaching on uh, on healing. He said on the way to the meeting that morning, you know, Barry Bennett, right? Andrews. Mm-hmm. He said on the way mm-hmm. to the meeting, somebody cut him off in traffic. He said, and he cursed him. He said this in front of the whole auditorium. He said, does that disqualify me from, from being used of God? He said, no, this is, um, we're not performance rated. He said, we're, we're, things like that will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be real. But it, was, it shocked me for him in front of a big audience to say that. I thought, that guy's real as he can be. The testimony we heard this afternoon, guy was with his family and pulling up to a, like a supermarket, I guess, and he was on the phone as he was no, parking. the phone ran. Okay, he answered parking. the phone. Anyway, the next thing he knows, there's a gentleman standing right at his car, banging on the glass. I mean, just looking hateful at him. And so he said his flesh rose up and he just wanted to go punch the guy. Mm-hmm. And but he said immediately he heard the Lord say, Be kind. And then he said, The Holy Spirit just started downloading scriptures. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened you because the guy is really crazy. Yeah. So he rolled the window down. And he says, What's going on? What's up? And the guy just screamed at him, You're horrible. You're driving while you're on the cell phone. I mean, he was just livid about it. So he still he just kept hearing God giving him these scriptures. And so he said, I humbled myself and he said, um, you're absolutely right. That was wrong of me. I shouldn't have been on my phone. I'm so sorry. And the guy wasn't really expecting that, but he was still a- angry. But he turned around and went in the store. And so the guy prayed with his family for the man. And then the Lord said, follow the man into the store. Go find him in the store. So he did. And he said, I'm six foot five and weigh 300 pounds. He said, And he's a trained fighter. And I'm a trained fighter. He said, This guy didn't realize when he was standing outside my car door. And he said, So when I approached him, he kind of freaked out because he realized, Oh man, I probably picked on the wrong guy. But he said, I got real close to him so he could see that I was not angry. And he said, I just looked at him in the eyes and he said, I want to say to you again how sorry I am. For what I did, it was wrong. You are right, and I'm asking you to forgive me. He said the guy just broke, and he looked at me. And said, "You want me to forgive you?" And he said, "Yes, I was I, wrong." I never heard that before. And so he said, "God just welled up," and the next thing you know, and Nathan said to him, what, "What's happened in your life? What, what's going on?" And the guy just said, two weeks ago, I got." I was in my truck and I got T-boned within one inch of my life from a guy who was on his cell phone. So, you know, and, and the whole thing is, I think a lot of this is humility. We have to humble ourselves and know that we're just some days as unlovable and right. Yeah. Yeah. And need that same grace from other people. If not today, we might need it tomorrow. This is what God was telling me. And I felt, you know, so funny we're talking. I yeah. felt really strong to tell that testimony. And I was like, you need to tell mm-hmm. that. I was like, oh my gosh. And I go, yeah. It's like, God was showing me. It's like, yeah, you know, people want to be healed too sometimes. You're, you're difficult sometimes too. But, you know, it was just like, you know, go. Because we, I say this over, we just don't realize how hurting people are. Right. But when I read this, um, it, I mean, and I've, we said that, we said, here's the statement, man, I can only take so much. I mean, how often have we said that, you know, in situations and says, you know what, I'm only human. 
and say, you know what? And then my question is, is that an excuse? Is that a cop out? Y'all think that's a cop out, or is well, it? It's a lie. The enemies told us to right. believe it. <laughs> yeah. So we we've all kind of got in that space where it says, "Man, I'm only human." It's just and you know, being real, you at that particular time, you like, hey, you know, you probably had it up to you. You know, you, sure. if you've been dealing with something a long time, then I can see how we would say that. I can only take so much. But like you said, I think everybody's saying that's when we got to um, tap into, like you said, what he put in us. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to the Holy Spirit and it says, hey, okay, I need supernatural help now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my, I ran out of gas. I'm coming to my limit. Now I need for you to step in. But the beautiful truth is the person you're describing, that what you're describing is actually who we truly are. Right. We need to be who we truly are. It's happening to who we truly yep. are now. Mm-hmm. It's not faking it. It's not having somebody else come and do something. Through. He he is doing it through us, mm-hmm. but that's who we really are. And we have a choice. And we have a choice to, choice to be who we are. And we've all freaked out at times. Uh, I, I see on her one time, we're going down 64, and we're going about 60, and a guy came by us about 85 in the, in the shoulder. When he came by, leaves were blowing up and stuff all over the car. She was driving, and she she yelled out, "You jerk hole!" <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, "Jerk hole? That's all you got?" That's good. I don't cuss, so yeah, you know, I can take the real words. That, that, but that's holiness right there. That's real holiness, right? There. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that'd be one of us. I don't know if we, we would have me on HBO right now. All right, so it said beareth all things. Right, but the next one it said it says in verse seven, believeth all things. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me read from now. It says here, um, God's kind of love keeps on trusting and keeps on believing. Um, people get hurt, and many times they lose their trust in God or in people. They feel they could never trust again. Maybe they can't, but God's kind of love can. And when they reach their limit on believing, God's kind of love believes all things. So we, it says we keep on trusting. Well, I have a question about that. To me, it's we keep on trusting God mm-hmm. to, to help us with such a person. Because we all know trust, I think, from people has to be earned. Right. If you've messed over me, that. done something wrong, you're going to have to re-earn my trust. You don't automatically get it. Mm-hmm. Like if a husband cheats on a wife or whatever... That trust will have to be earned, but I would never give up because God wants to trust us with other people. So um, that's how I see that. We never give up trusting God to to work. It's harder for guys. Uh, guys, guys. We grew up in a culture where if someone treats you that way, you're you're expected to respond. No, so somebody's in your face screaming, you got a crowd wrap around you and say, watch this, he's going to hit him any minute. I mean, that's how guys are brought up. You know, you're, you're, you're in a culture where if somebody's in your face like that, you need to push back. And well, I agree with him because, I mean, I call And you have to overcome that. Yeah. Going up, you know, if somebody got in your face, that meant, oh, it was on. Yeah, yeah. You don't cross the line, so... Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, that you grew up in, you know, my age, his age. You got to overcome the culture. Yeah. It, it, well, you was considered less of a man if you allowed somebody to, right. to cross that line. 
That's why they looked at Jesus being weak. Right. He didn't fight back like they thought he should. And so you, it was like, it was in the culture, way. yeah, to respond that yeah, way. He was, so, he did he I used to enjoy a good fight. Now that I'm almost 80, I stay away from them. <laughs> I have a hard time picking up the trash can and taking out front. You know? And you know, I think what we're talking about too is like, you know, no one, like a trust and stuff. God knows the other person. There have been situations, or a situation in my life where God, has shown me, and I really saw him once a thing where I was like, God, what do I do? And it's like, it's not what it looks like. And, you know, the whole process of the past couple of years of my life, it's been like, this is not what it seems, it's not what it seems. I'm like, okay, God. And then even recently in my life, I've seen more and more proof of that. I'll say it that way, and I go, you know, God knows what someone's thinking. And that's what we're saying, you know, God's love too. You know, it's like, trusted in him, like, God, what do I do in this you know, situation or difficult, you know, difficult people. It's like, how do I relate? How do I relate in this relationship? It's like, he knows what someone's thinking. And anyways, just a sign note. No, it still is. You, God knows what the other person is thinking, and they've been hurt. If it's this, you know, relationship that's got a brokenness there, but God knows what's. If you trust Him, keep on believing all things. God believes all things. You listen for Him to see what He has to say. Where to proceed, how to go this way or that way. That's where you trust in God. Now, if we, if we all leave here tonight saying we are we are going to let this love stuff flow through us, we're not going to respond, all of us tomorrow are going to have an opportunity. You know that. <laughs> you know that, right? We're going to have I'm an opportunity. Not, I'm perfect. So I'm trying to be quiet. I ain't trying to say nothing. <laughs> I ain't trying to say nothing. <laughs> no, but here's what I think. I mean, when it, when it when it says, um, you know, believe in all things, and I know Terry mentioned, you know, hey, people have to earn your trust back. But I think what happens sometimes when somebody has hurt us, okay, then we think every every other person that God puts in life is going to do the same thing. Exactly the same thing. And so, therefore, we now our guard is up, and it's like, you know what? Okay, Willie did me like this. Okay. Now it's Charlie. Charlie gonna do the same thing because if Charlie exemplify any type of behavior that what Willie did, it to now it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, now I stop trusting people. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's gonna be just yeah. like Willie. And so now, because I've heard people say, you know what? Well, hey, I don't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, or here's what we say, and I want y'all to evaluate this statement. Well, you know what? I only trust God. All I need is Jesus. Oh, yeah. And I don't need nobody. All I need is Jesus and I don't need nobody else. And I think somebody balance. made a song about yeah. that. But so how do y'all, I mean, how do we interpret that? I need the Jesus that's in you and in him and in you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, what that's what fellowship's all about. Right. Just be an eye and be out there all by yourself. And God didn't just create Adam <laughs> and Eve. He created Adam and Eve and they had two kids and he wanted to be a bunch of people. Not living hermit lives, you know. Suffering. We can't function. We're, we are not. It will ever see the fullness of Jesus without the whole body. Individually, we're not the full Jesus. It's collectively the body. That's why you get attracted to a meeting like this. It's the body coming together. Yeah, it's wonderful. Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the deceptions of the enemy. The enemy wants to isolate us. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. gets you oh, into yeah. a place the where you know it says, "Hey, I don't need you. I don't need. I don't need the church no more." You know what? I'm just gonna serve God in my own little corner here, 
And you know what? And Though you may be going to have yeah. Right. And in five years, she'll be like Santa Claus statues. You know? <laughs> you get out, you get you get out of it. If you're not around people, you start getting goofy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Do you remember Joyce Myers? Part of her testimony was because she'd been so abused by men mm -hmm. and hurt when in the early years of her marriage she would just cry out to God and, and say, you know, how do I trust Dave? How do I trust him? And, and God said, I'm not asking you to trust Dave. I'm asking you to trust me right. to work through Dave. And there's a difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone steals from you, they live in your home and they steal money from you, are you just going to keep leaving your money out where they can get to it? Once you, right. I mean, there's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't mean you don't love them. But you may have to put your money away. You may have to limit some activities. I heard her say that when uh, she would hear preachers say, wives, submit to your husband. She said, I wanted to tell them how to submit. She said, and it wouldn't have been pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, said, I think that was it. When she God said, yeah, God's been abused by men for 15 years. That's when God said to her, you need to submit to Dave. And that's when she said, I, I can't trust men. I can't. He said, I'm going to ask you to trust Dave. As you trust me, mm -hmm. and I'll work through Dave. He knew his heart. He goes, yeah, like, I wouldn't set you up with someone. Yeah, any man that says, "Lord, give me a wife who needs help," didn't ask for a wife that would bless him and make his. He asked for a wife who needed help. Boy, did he get that? You ever read her life story? She's a miracle. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. Her father took her in the car one time, someplace to to rape her, and the police came. You should say, "Oh, thank God, the police came." She said, "Her dad got out and talked to the cop." And told the cop, you can let me go. I got a girl in the back of the car you can have. Right? She said, the cop was ready to climb in the car with her. And then he got a radio call and he had to leave. And she said she realized right then she couldn't trust authorities either. I felt so sorry for her when I heard that. I thought, you poor thing. Yeah. She's a miracle. But you think about, you know, people's destinies and what the, the enemy was trying to snuff out. Yep. Really? Mm -hmm. in, the, in those moments. Mm -hmm. right? So, like she said, I mean, I said we trust, you know, with us, it has to be earned. When somebody's broken, you got to earn it back. But when it comes to God, like she said, we can always trust him because the Bible says he's always faithful. He's always going to be there, even though physically sometimes we think, you know, he's not there. But we know that he's always there. So that's the thing when it says, you know, believing all things means that, hey, you have to believe God. <coughs> No matter what. Like she said, trust him. Yeah. Trust that he. And the last part where it says, so it says, believe in all things. Then it says, hopes all things and do with all things. And then I read it in my outline. It says, when it says, hope is a product of love. Understanding the depths of God's love will cause hope in people's heart, regardless of their situation. So those who don't, those who don't have hope, aren't experiencing God's kind of love, and God's kind of love hopes for all things. So it says, hope is a product of love. So if we love like God says, hope is kind of like it should flow. In other words, what is hope? Is expectation? Good expectation. Good expectation. And I think that's key because you know when you've been hurt by people, especially difficult. Okay, it's easy to lose your expectation. I'm not expecting anything. 
I'm not looking for anything anymore. Otherwise, you lose sight of like, okay, believing for things to change in the future. And so when I and it's saying he, you don't want to lose that. You don't want to lose that. You always want to keep your expectation, believing that God is going to do something. Now he may not do it in that person. Mm-hmm. But he can do it through other people. That's why I'm really big on. Yeah, hope kind of. Go ahead. I was going to say, hope seems like it kind of stems from belief. Because it's like you're believing. When I hear that, it's like you're believing for, that God is going to do something mm-hmm. about the situation or about the person. It's just always believing that, you know, hey, the day could be today. And that's kind of like hope. That's as well, you always believe in the day could be today that God turns that person around, mm-hmm. and you just kind of keep always believing and hoping, and that's gonna that's gonna one day happen. But in the meantime, uh, I think Terry mentioned that. I mean, you protect your belongings, or you protect a person, or yourself, and guard your heart. Always knowing that, okay, you know, maybe recognizing that it's not just that person, but that is the the enemy behind that person that's doing it, and maybe that can help with uh, believing and hoping that that person could turn it around and and kind of deflect that anger towards Satan. It seemed like he always gets the pass a lot of time because he's not the visible one. It's always a person that's the visible object. Right. Yeah. That's true. But I heard a therapist say something years ago and it always stuck with me. He says, he said, you don't always reap where you sow, but you really reap what you sow. And I thought about it, I was like, that makes sense because sometimes when we sow into people, you don't always get the return back from that particular right. person. Yeah. But and like I said, we, we shouldn't expect it either. Right. But yeah, if I'm if I'm sowing ten years from now, too. Yeah, if I'm sowing love, and we talking about, you know, love, if I'm sowing love, okay, I may not get it back from the person I'm sowing it to, right. but you know what? It's well, gonna come back to me some kind of way. Maybe not from that person, mm-hmm. but from somebody, you know, somebody. So that's why you you know, I think the Bible talk about um, don't grow weary in our well doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in due season. Yeah. So you know, you gonna you know, so that's why we gotta always continue to sow love because you're gonna get it back. But I think the thing is, you know, and we all do this when when I'm expected to get it from this particular person, and I'm not getting it. And I think the scripture says, and I don't know if Jews can pull it up, hope deferred makes the heart sick. sick. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's like when you really like, okay. And so that's why when it comes to hope, we got to say, okay, I may not get it where I'm sowing it, but you know what? I'm going to get it back because God promised me that. Mm -hmm. He promised that whatever I sow, I'm going to reap whatever I sow. That's good. That's good. Because I know when people when we talk about broken relationships and and 
you know, relational trauma, stuff like this, <clears throat> the enemy, what he wants, right, is for a a bitterness to set in mm -hmm. and create a wall for a person. So they when when they when there's someone that comes across their path that can show that love, if that bitterness isn't dealt with, then they they're in a position where they can't receive. Right. And they're and, and they're resting in that hurt. And it's just stifling the love of God from from penetrating them and for them to 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 be able to to reap what they opposite of what they've been been sown into. Right. Mm -hmm. So like when when we talk about sowing bad seeds and stuff like this, it's not just about that, that specific relationship. But what the enemy wants to do is is sabotage future relationship as well. Yeah. Just like that whole oh, situation nice. with, with with Joyce, right? With her life story. You think about how crazy that is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where the, the father is setting up to do something. And then the police officer that's supposed to be an authority figure to save, to protect, to protect mm -hmm. is, about to, is about to do something with her. She realized I can't trust cops right there. And and just um, and imagine how the type of seed that was sown there, and knowing you being a, a woman preacher, that's gonna have to face all of this mm -hmm. this, this this drama mm -hmm. of just being a woman preacher and proclaiming yeah. the gospel publicly like that. So much grief. So you see what the, the enemy is is seeing something that he wants to destroy, right? So and that's why this whole thing about. Abiding in the love of God is such a is is, is foundational. And the average person that went goes through what uh, would go through what Joyce Meyer went through would be a drug addicted hooker, and that's just facts. Mm -hmm. that, that's how they would turn out. Yeah. You know, I get sad when I look at friends and colleagues and ones who are dating and stuff, and I go, "That is one of the things in my life." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I want to put a spreadsheet big." poster in front of every church everywhere and go trust God with that because it's such a deep thing and so much heartache I've told mom recently there have been people I know I'll say it that way and you know it's the moment you look around and you look and you go oh they have it all together their lives are great you know mm -hmm. and I know of somebody in my life that I know of they I know that they have children from two different fathers Good, good person. Very stable. I don't think they're like weird or something or whatever. But you know, it's you think something's going to work out, and then it doesn't, and then you try something else. It's not always like the trailer park trash woman with her hair in a bun. It, it's it, this is not that kind of person. And I think, oh well, you know, they found it this time. You know, I don't know them well enough to know deep, but I knew, you know, enough. And anyways, then they're dating somebody else now. The person I know, and I'm looking at them. Oh my God, and it just breaks my heart because I go, that's a ripping. You know, you're with somebody, steady relationship, rip, rip. And I go, oh my God, and I go, I just, I just want to say, I just want to tell everybody, it's like, ask God, and and you can ask God for one. One, God is interested, and then secondly, if anybody think God sucks, He doesn't suck. He wants to give you more than your heart's <laughs> desire, dream that you've ever had in your life. And I go, and it's so sad again. We say the character of God, you know, it, that that takes so much, but if you know. And God is good. You would trust God with a very deep, very big issue, you know, in life, you know. So 
Because I think I told you guys about uh, I had a snowstorm and the guy came to my woodshed and took a bunch of wood out of it. And I bought him wood. Instead of getting mad, I bought him wood. Well, yesterday he called me. So I got a big pile of wood in my backyard. Come get all you want. <laughs> so I reaped what I sowed. He knew. Yeah, it's cool. God knew too. That's true. Cool. It was years later. Yeah, but still, what we're just talking about could be just could never be years later. So it could be sometime, yeah. That's good. And it's just like hearing testimonies like that, like this is why, you know, gathering, you know, whether mm-hmm. you, you know, you in a big fellowship, large fellowship, whatever, just hearing that, stuff like that, it helps to reinforce what the scripture's saying. Because your life, because life is going to try to contradict it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. To get you to question and doubt. Mom joked enough. Would you and your point, when I was single, <clears throat> so many people at church kept saying, you need to come to the singles meetings. You need to come to the singles oh, meetings. You know, people tried to fix me Sorry. up, and they thought I was so such a snob because I said, thank you very much for your thinking about me, but I'm not interested because I already picked somebody that I thought was the cat's meow, right for me. Perfect and I day. said, and now I know you know, because when you date and then you end up breaking, I said, now I know I cannot trust what I think is best for me. So if God, if God, <laughs> if God wants me to marry again, he will have to literally bring the man to my front door. I am not going out hunting. I'm not going to. I said, first of all, I don't feel single. Once you've been married, it's almost impossible to feel single again. It was for me. So I said, I'm not interested in going and hanging around with a bunch of people that have been married or not married. Or, this is just for me. But I said, God will have to bring him to my front door. Well, it's been 40 he years. Said, you think it's going to work? I, maybe. That's my story. See, there it is again. You're saying, that's my story. That's my story. That's not for everybody. said the cookie cutter. You know, Christianity doesn't it doesn't work yeah. for everybody. That's the way the Lord led me. That's the I way said, I don't trust you. myself. I don't trust what it's I think. It's right the idea me. that you think about, you know, because with her, like with the online dating, it's like that's kind of a scary thing. You get all these horror stories. But if God tells you to do it, you're going to have a whole bunch of Christian people come out. You don't do that. God would never do that. Don't tell God what to do. Right. If He tells you, God to do it, there's a reason like why, and just yeah. do what He says. And then just sit back and watch. Just, just make sure you, you, you hear the voice of God. That's all. That's what I mean. That's what you ask. God, is that you? Because I know what I want out of here, especially if you need me something. You're kind of like, oh, I need that. I'm going to read this. 6,342 like, times. That's right. As you said, she didn't go in there. She was going like, she was Yeah, but anyway. Are you sure? But you yeah, sure? at that point, you know, I think about right. everything in life. Yeah. And it was years before I was ready. And God knew that. Yeah, and I, I was just happy waiting. I didn't care. Okay, so we dealt with hope for all things. We dealt with that. Now, last one says, do with all it? things. Love and do with all things. Read from the outline says here when people feel like they can't take another minute of their situation, that is a sign that they haven't yet drawn on God's kind of love. God's kind of love and do with all things. And all too often, Christians resist in their own might. And when they hit their limit, they feel justified in quitting. After all, they try. However, God's kind of love never fails. 
So it says, you know, when we, I like what it says here, when we, you know, when Christians resist in their own might, we do that. In my own strength, he says, and then they hit their limit. You're justified in quitting. So we can say, you know what, I tried A, B, C, and D. Didn't work. And you know what? Got advice, did all that. Now I quit. I'm justified. Because you know you checked all the boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting, the terminology. We say, I try, but mm-hmm. God doesn't tell us to try. He tells us to do. Right. And he wouldn't tell us to do something that we're not able to do. Mm-hmm. The key is love. But trying means that you're trying in your own strength, in your own flesh. At the end of verse, uh, chapter 12, covet earnestly the best gifts. Should I show you a more excellent way? So now he's going to show you a more excellent way than coveting the best gifts. Mm-hmm. Follow after love. Right. And that's the whole deal right there. Mm-hmm. You constantly have it in you that you're going to love everybody you run into. All this other stuff falls in place, I think. You don't have to have mm-hmm. a, a, you know, notes to do it. You just, you, you just, it just falls in place. But it, it says endures. It never quits. It never mm-hmm. gives up. So, you know, there's no such thing. When, it, when we, and it comes to the God, God kind of love, there's no such thing as quitting. Do you think people sometimes confuse that too? You can, the Lord, you, you can love people from afar. Right. There are times that God will have you withdraw from a toxic relationship. Oh, yes. yes. And, and you still love that person. You pray for them. But that doesn't mean you have to have contact with them. And I think sometimes right. people confuse this, what we're talking about, to think that you have to continually, you know, go face to face and put up with that. No, a lot of times God will say, Toxic people, you need to just remove yourself, but you can still walk in love toward that person. Remember that guy from New Jersey came by house? Terry must be reading my notes, but that's all right. Go ahead. But Andrew <laughs> tells a story of the church that, or that some guy who who spread it all over town that oh, horrible yeah. rumors about him, and Andrew just acted like it never happened. And one day they were driving along, and he said to Jamie, I'm going to. Multiple times gave her chances as a child. Children just don't think, you know. Yeah, you try. And as an adult woman in my 20s, I mean, like 24, 25 plus till probably five years ago, I gave her two big chances where I know my heart. I trusted her completely. Trust me, because Dennis and mom told me, "Uh oh, no, she's changed. She's good. Twice I did. And she, you know, stabbed me in the back. And I go, I never told my father. I go, she needs help, Dad, maybe. I go, um, it ain't me because I've tried. I said, but she got to want the help. And I left it at that. And God knows that I'm going to pray heavy for her. I just go, God, mm-hmm. she's yours. You know what she needs. And that's all I do. And I go, I hope I hope she gets a hold of it because God is, me and mom were talking. I was like, she's one of those. God is very compassionate. Well, I know he's compassionate with us all, but someone who's in that broken you know, state to where they're manipulative. But I go, God, I knew a long time ago, God was like, I know I need to be a doormat. But my heart is. You know what she means about, like you said, toxic people. Yeah. You know, there's a, a guy in New Jersey. I let him do the Lord. 
And uh, every time we were in church, he'd get up next to me. And he was really loud. I mean, loud. He'd be screaming, Hallelujah, praise you, everybody. I mean, he just would go on and on and on and on. And I moved to Virginia, met Terry, and got married. And she says, What do you like about being here? I said, That guy from, from New Jersey's not here, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> he came down to Bush Gardens, his car broke down, and he had to stay at our house for four, four days. Oh, oh wow. With three or four kids. Oh, wow. And, I said, and we had three kids at the time. And I said, Lord, I deserve this. Um, I was so happy to be away from him, and then I couldn't believe he was here. <laughs> Definitely poor my whole that household that way. Well, yeah. I had to feed him and, and show him around and take care of him, and, and it was hard. <laughs> well, I remember Pat Robinson, when he was alive, it was a few years ago, he had talked about it. He goes, you know, you're supposed to love your, your mate through this and blah, blah, blah. He's going on. He goes, but he goes, if you are in a, an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. He goes, there's nothing wrong with going away from that. He yeah. says, I'm not condoning you stay around and be abused. He goes, no way. He goes, get away, get safe, and keep praying. He goes, especially if God's leading you, keep praying. He goes, but you get out of that. He goes, I'll make sure people knew because the way he said it, he was going like, are you endorsing um, right. staying with abusive stuff? He goes, no, that's not what I meant. So he clarified it very strong. People misinterpret this system. Yeah. You just have to put up with anything that's done to Little girl came to our house and she was, she was being abused. And I said, I don't believe in divorce. I said, but I believe that you can separate from somebody like that. I said, why don't you have, if you have a place to go, why don't you just get, get away for a while? Yeah. Right? Her father comes to my house the next day and said, How dare you tell my daughter to divorce her husband? I said, Dude, you got the wrong guy. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't tell her that. No. But she went around telling everybody I told her that. Mm. So it's okay that, um, like he says, to have boundaries. As y'all saying, we have it's okay. I can love you, but sometimes you have to love people from a distance because mm -hmm. you know, depending on the situation, you may have to set boundaries and not be around them because you've got can, time to work in yeah, your That's right. right. Exactly. So you hear God saying, "What is it? Um, leave them to me." I got the people I'm related to from a distance, and I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know any of them? I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go to um, 1 John 4 and 16. Because they asked the question, what is love? I said, love is what motivates people to get up every, each day and keep going. Um, love gives life purpose and meaning. People in the world are looking for love, but they are really looking for God because God is love. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's go to 1 John. Chapter 4, verse 16. And we can read that from the King King James Version. Can you read that? What verse? Um, 16. All right. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Okay, he stopped there. So he's saying, he's saying God is love. And I'm going to read 
from Andrew's commentary. This is what he said about what y'all. He says, dwelling in love doesn't make us dwell in God. But dwelling in God will make us dwell in love because God is love. Say that again. Dwelling, he says, dwelling in love doesn't make us dwell in God. Mm -hmm. But dwelling in God's will make us dwell in love because God is love. And when I read that, I was like, okay, so my understanding that it said, okay, because, you know, the world loves. But just because, you know, you love somebody doesn't mean you dwell in God because unsaved people can love, but they don't love like this. If it all depends on your definition of love, what their definition of love is. So that's why they ask the question, what is love? Because the world has a different definition of what we have based on the scripture here. So they can be, you know, loving in their way and they can show love to people, but they're not dwelling in God. That was one thing I learned in studying different languages. My German friends, they, they were always confused because they said, you say, I love popcorn and I love my husband and I love your car. Mm -hmm. And you use the same word right. for three totally <laughs> unlevel right. things. That's good. I like that. That's what I was going to say because I heard it, this thing with these things that are going on, this really horrible stuff is the West is what you just said. We tend to think, I love ice cream. Mm -hmm. I love a hamburger. Mm -hmm. I hate ice cream. I hate a hamburger. And they think love and hate. We think, you know, love and hate is just this title. It's like in the, these countries where this stuff is really not good, when they say, I hate you, they're not saying, well, no, they don't really mean hate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they do. Hate to death. They go, oh, no, 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 because we have, we've changed the term of love and hate, mm -hmm. especially love. Oh, I like said, love ice cream. I love this. I love your husband. I love, you know, I love my husband, all that stuff. You change it. It's it's watered down the word love. Yeah, it is. Because other languages often have, well, at least in German, you, you express them, use different verbs to express mm -hmm. the different situations. I promise I'm not, how, you know, what do you call it? You know, like, you got it because you're just you're taking the name of love, but more instead of I love what I'm eating, I go I enjoy it. Enjoy, I like it. Mm -hmm. I like this. It's, it's, it's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I've tried to get away from the term just using love so freely because God is love and mm -hmm. love is the word love. And you cheapen it if you say I love your car. Well, you got to watch. And then I love my husband. Okay, you watch that's, your that's pretty cheap. If, if God's awesome, is that the same awesome as your hot dog? Or your yeah, God, you know, it's just the same awesome. Right. Yeah. You gotta watch your words. Thanks. I love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you got good ice cream. Do you enjoy it? Okay. Right. Wait. If you if you um, <clears throat> look at the Greek, you can see how the love, the word love, is different, mm -hmm. right, in different places, right. So, you know, and just having an operational definition of what it is. Um, now, obviously, if I say, you know, I love my my son, my daughter, and I love pizza. Now, obviously, the same the same degree of, of love for pizza, it, you know, it, it can't compare to my daughter or my son. Right. But, you know, again, that word love, though. And, and that's why you look at the wordplay, 
in what in Andrew's statement is you can't have true agape love outside of yeah. God the creator, yeah. creator you know our Lord Jesus you can't have that right it's 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 yeah, not yeah. you know it's not possible so would you say it's the agape love that's the fruit of the spirit right yeah mm -hmm. but when I know Jews read eighteen I was and I can, it says, um, there is no fear in love, but love, perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. But he that fears is not made perfect in love. And I, I read, I heard somebody, they said, this ain't my statement, but I'm, a, I'm out today, it's going to be mine. <laughs> he says, don't let your, your fear of being bigger keep you small. And so when I when I when it comes to loving difficult people, you know, in order to love like God, you have to be, be the bigger person. But if you fear of being, and and we all have it, fear of being taken advantage of, mm -hmm. um, fear of being, you know, manipulated, mm -hmm. deceived, mm -hmm. um, it's gonna keep you small. And then you say, no, I'm not gonna love like this because mm -hmm. I'm gonna get taken advantage of if I love the God kind of love. And so when they said that, I said, wow, that kind of resonates. answer. So it said, don't let the fear of being bigger keep you small. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I get that. Okay. Because if you, basically, if you're not loving like this, the God pillar is Jewish crime, then it's smaller. It's smaller than, mm -hmm. than the love of God. Like you, Terry says, placed on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I'm, I'm just thinking about when we were going through First Corinthians four, and I'm like, this is so countercultural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this counter counter flesh, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're going down this list. Beloved, believe of all things, hope of all things, endure of all things. Like what? Yeah. You know, and and it, 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 it can roll off your tongue real easy. You know, to to say yes, this is this is what it is. But when you're dealing with folk. When the rubber meet the road, you need the Holy yeah, Ghost. Yeah, you, you need the Holy Ghost to to <laughs> flow through you because you know things. You know because you because those buttons can be pushed in such a way that your flesh will be on fire. You want to respond, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. he he said that he'll make a way of escape anytime we're tempted. How many of us have met people that always love? And there's like me that cracks and flaws. Mm -hmm. I'd like to meet somebody sometime that walk in that all the time, steady, constantly. And you think about it too, like what you just said. The the more we recognize that about one another, the better we can share it amongst each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But if you you if there's this expectancy that everybody's gonna manifest mm -hmm. Jesus to complete perfection, mm -hmm. as soon as they drop the ball. Then bitterness, strife, all that stuff is just. Especially if you're in the holiness, you're going to look at them and both fingers you're going to send them to hell with. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, I like to think since we, we went to North Carolina, I said we got really close with the people there and they knew Andrew so very well, 30 plus years, and they made it clear to say it's this, they said he's the closest they've ever seen, but he's one to get up there. He would say, he goes, do not. Think I'm perfect. He goes, I you know, I was perfect. I won't be here. He goes, but they made it clear that so he's the closest thing to Jesus they've ever seen. 
he walks it out so well. Not perfect, though. He's, he tries. He says, I would love to be with everything Jesus wants me to be, but I fail. But he's first to say, he goes, don't look at me too close. I may fall off the pedestal. And me and her would talk about it. It's like she had, through these situations we've had, we talked about it recently, she put me almost as an idol instead of her mother. And I go, I'm never meant to be an idol. I have to be her mother. Mm -hmm. And the enemy had it flawed. So when I fell, any faults, any things that happened between us, even recently, it's um, it's looked at like um, her idol fell. And, I, and, it, and the love failed. Now, I, met, I told her yesterday, I said, as a mother, as a person, I'm going to fail you. But as my mother's love has never failed because it's not my own. Mm -hmm. I said, and it's not perfect. Even then, as close to perfect on this earth as you can get a mother's love, a true mother's love. Now, father's love, y'all are fathers. Y'all know different. <laughs> but I'm talking about, I'm only speaking for being a mother. Just like you, you can only know what a mother feels like. And I go, I may have failed as a person mother, but my love for you has never failed. I have never went nowhere. I have never left you. We may have yelled, we may have screamed, we may have did this or all this stuff. But I never stopped loving you, and I never will, and I've always been here. And she said, that's a big thing. I said, I never was meant to be an idol. I'm only meant to be a mother. I'm just a mother that loves. All right, that's a good segue into my next point I outlined. It says, it's, all, it's, all, it's also helped us to know what love is not. <laughs> but love is not talk or theory. And it is not simply a sermon. It may produce feelings, but it's much more than just feeling because we can love by choice even when the feelings of love is absent. Okay, so it's not just talk. And I think I know it's, I think it's in James, where James said, you know, okay, don't just talk it, but let us show it. You know, so walk it's not just a feeling. Walk it out. So right, walk it out. So we can. I, you, I think that's probably says me. we can love her even when you're feeling. So because we get caught up on the feelings, I don't feel like loving, and I don't know how many times I can raise my hand and say, okay, I don't feel like loving this person, especially when difficult people. Let's go with even like okay. to the mother thing. Your your children are screaming at your fathers. You know, if your fathers, you go, okay, we're, we're mothers, so we're like. This child, he's supposed to be my lovest child, but I know I'm not working in emotions right now. Or I'm, oh, I love my child. This child, don't stop crying. Oh, I don't know if we won't make it. That kind of thing. But you still stay awake. You still take care of them if they're, they're teething or they're sick or they're, you know, scared. Same thing. You're going like, this child, they still got to sleep. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? But you still love. That's Then you're operating. When you're doing the things you're doing, you're not operating out of emotion. You're operating out love for that child. You know, it's pushing you to the edge because you, know, you just get frazzled because they just cry and cry, especially when they're teething. That's one of the things. It's like, oh, they never stop quiet. You know, but it's another thing. You know, That's what they make whiskey for. <laughs> rubbing on their gums. Nope, I didn't do that. Juba, yeah, but if you're waiting on the feeling. Yeah, yeah, you can't walk in this life. Yeah, you go to tell go to sleep. I don't care. I'm going yeah. back to bed. I feel like loving you right now. You're screaming. That's mm. <laughs> just another example. But to continue, it says we don't have to feel like doing the right thing in, in order to do it. 
This is what it means to love people who are hard to love. It means to treat them as Jesus would treat them, no matter how um, they have treated us. And, and see, I'm a, and I'm gonna read this from. You can go to John. Let's go to John chapter thirteen, verse thirty-four. Thirteen, chapter thirteen, verse thirty-four. And we're gonna read this in uh, NLT. Do that in NLT. I mean. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. All right, so well, let me read it from the uh I'm gonna read it from the King James, because King James kind of says what I wanna try and, to point out. Here. And after you read that, I'm gonna read it out of the um uh, the Weiss translation. Okay. And he says, in the King James says, a new commandment I give you, I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Go ahead, Julie. And in the Kenneth Weiss translation says, a commandment, a new one I'm giving you, that you should be consistently loving one another with a divine and self-sacrificial love. Even as I have loved you, you also be loving one another. I now want to ask a question. So, why did Jesus call it new, a new commandment? Because we know, okay, it's not like they hadn't heard this before. I think he was comparing it to the law. Okay. Anybody else? Superseded the old commandments. Okay. All right. Well, and because this is now. A supernatural kind of love, and the Holy Spirit wasn't in dwelling within before. Okay. They humanly could not have loved with this type of love. Wasn't possible because the Holy Spirit would only come upon, but didn't dwell within. Okay. And then the old covenant was based usually, you know, if they said to do something, it was don't. So it was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But when Jesus was asked, you know, another part of the greatest commandments, and he goes to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, oh, everything, he and saying, love your neighbor yourself. What you can do, and that comes along. So like, it just took everything, and it just went. Well, when and he like, tells you what you could, you know, he took care of all the other. Things. When you mm -hmm. do that, you take care of that. You're gonna do what you do. All the stuff. stuff. I just looked at her and thought I seen love. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Jesus said, "It's better for you that I go," right. so that you can receive. The ability to do this kind of love, to have this kind of love. He didn't say that, but that's. I always teach I, Christians when I, things are getting rough, and I look at them and say, Remember what Jesus said? This is my suggestion that you love one another. <laughs> Trying to break the ice, you know, get them thinking about it. Yeah. But what I got out of it, I know everybody kind of hit on it, but it's, now it's like he said, it's not, now it's not a law. Now this love is coming through a person. Yeah. It's not coming through just a written now this love is expressed through a person. And he did express it. Right. Yeah. And it's coming through Jesus. So that's why I realized like a new commandment. It's new because now it's coming through the person of Jesus Christ versus the written Mosaic law. Yeah. Which would have to As be she said, now it's 
It's not an outward thing, it's an inward thing. And he did it because at the, at the peak of, of pain, he said, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. I he mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, the new commandment is saying, okay, you can do it because I'm giving now you the ability to do it. You're not doing it in your own strength. Because I live, what well, he lives in us. And so he said, I can do it through you now, now not in you, versus you trying to do it in your own might. We use some of the big Christianese words, but Logos became Rima, as they say. Mm. That's good. I, I mean, I really like that. You know, um, in, the, in the end of uh, the Gospel of Mark, you know, it talks about the signs that follow. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know, you lay hands on the sick and you, you know, if you drink something deadly, it won't hurt you. And, and then it look, then it says the Lord went went forth and worked with them, signs following. But it's like, you know, and I'll speak for myself. It's like I quickly had the understanding that man, I can't do none of those things without God. You know, laying hands on the sick, if I drink something, I'll be dying or whatever. You know, if it's poison. But then when it comes to that love, it's like the natural mind wanted wanted to take over and think, wow, I gotta, I gotta love people, you know, who do me wrong, who who hurt me or hurt somebody I love or somebody else that I might love. And rather than just go at it with that same format and that same mind, that same thought process, true, I can't do that. But just like God can do all those other things, he'll do that through me too in love. Yeah, I owned a couple of businesses and I used to have to fire people in love. And that's hard. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have to tell them why you let them go. Yeah. All right, going back to the outlines, it says so it says practice loving others. So as we practice loving uh, people on pur- purpose, we develop the habit of loving others. However, people who don't make it a priority of loving will find that love is not their default. Now that word default, well, I'll go back. It says product with practice because when I was, my daughter was taking piano lessons, her um, music teacher, he said something to me that, you know, we say practice make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Okay. But this is what he said. He says, he said, practice make permanent. Because how he described me, he says, okay, he says, muscles have memory. Mm-hmm. He said, that's why when he said, you see, you know, people playing the piano, they're not looking down. Mm-hmm. He said, they have, they have practiced so much that their fingers have their own memory. Have the memory. Yeah. And they've, in other words, it's permanent now. It's been, and when I thought about this, I said, so I like you said, we got to practice it. It's not going to happen automatically. Like a muscle, right? Exactly. We have to practice, right? Now, your spiritual muscle, you got to practice it. And I like when I saw the word default, I thought of him because he did to me the the guru as far as devices and stuff. It says here, I like what it says here (laughs) people who don't make it a priority of loving will find that love is not a default behavior. And I looked, I said, Well, what does that word mean? And I and so look it up and it says, okay, default is it says a preset option adopted by a computer program 
or mechanism where no alternative is specific by the user, or it says that when it comes to default, revert automatically back to the preset option. And so I was like, okay, because I know when I got my new desktop, you know, they ask you what you want to put your default web page as. Mm -hmm. And so every time you turn it on, it goes straight to that. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, that's what we love. Okay, when we practice it, then it's going to automatically trigger when we face difficult people. It's going but you have to practice you have it. To keep practicing yeah, you got to keep it's practicing. It's the choice again. Do you want to, you know, choose that or choose that? And yes, the practice. I'm going to choose to love. We have to get more familiar with who we really are. We have to mm -hmm. practice being our real selves right. more until exactly. that feels right, mm -hmm. right? Because we've practiced the other for so long that when you, like you were just saying, when you acted that way. You realize that that's not my normal, mm -hmm. right? So we have to be who we really are until we realize that's who we really are. That's who we <laughs> and if you were to act out of love, then you would say, "That's not me," right? So you said something because so could we think that you know cussing people out, going off, 